0: Money FM 89.3. Best of Breakfast. The Bigger Picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Welcome to The Bigger Picture. Well, in a surprise outcome and unprecedented move last week, Sabana Industrial Real Estate Investment Trust, their unit holders, voted last week in favor of ousting its existing external manager and replacing it with an internal one. Well, the dust has yet to settle, but some investors are already voicing concerns over how this decision will play out In practice? Well, let's unpack it with Harvard Chu, head of research for Cross Capital Asia, which was one of the investors pushing for this to happen. Good morning, Harvard. Hi, morning. And looking at what's been playing out for you, you are probably celebrating as well the results from the EGM uh, that went according to what you're hoping for. So, one is you've got the REIT manager being voted out and then being internalized. So, what's your reaction to the voting results? we had a uh, success rate or votes of around 57% for one resolutions, and the other one had around 55.6%. Was it according to your expectations? I mean, to be honest, I think the EGM results really exceed our best expectations.
1: I mean, if you actually exclude ESR and its related party, Tong, which actually voted against the internalization, more than 90% of independent unit holders who voted actually voted for internalization. And you know, you also exclude quads as well, uh, ESR and top. Still, more than 85% of all unit holders voted for internalization. So I think this kind of shows that unit holders clearly understand that internalization is highly beneficial. In terms of BPU and unit price, I think we cannot forget that basically ESR bought the Sabana manager for about for probably more than $35 million. Precise unit holders also bought the manager for about $50 million. Now Sabana unit holders will be able to set up their own manager for a projected cost of about $3.5 million. And after the setup of the manager, they will benefit from a cost savings of about $2.4 million just by diverting all the profits before tax. Which is currently made by the sponsor, basically back to all unit holders, and this can increase the DPU by about 7%. And I think if we even look at it in a very long term perspective, the cost savings is about $40 million if Sabana is to just grow its portfolio by a very conservative. 50% over the next
0: uh, 10 years. So that's a good overview of um, what's been playing out. And just to get people up to speed with what's um, been happening with Sabana REIT, um, it's being pitched this internalization as a way to align the interests of the REIT and unit holders better, as well as to get cost savings in the long run and just to make things more efficient. So give us an idea why that would be the case for Sabana REIT and maybe would this be the model for other REITs to follow? Because I understand this is something that other countries, some markets, they actually have the internal structure as the status quo. Sure.
1: I mean, to be honest, we actually think that this is uh, basically the start of a new trend. The digitalization reads basically command a, a premium. So basically, I mean, it's a pretty easy thing, right? Technically, you buy the REIT, you actually get the REIT manager for free. So that's why we believe that actually internalized REIT should actually trade at a premium. And I think we've also seen the, the much better performance of like trust, such as of trust with internalized managers such as that link Trust. I think it's trading at, I think it has uh, outperformed mm-hmm. uh, general benchmark index by about 20%. Uh, another good example is basically increases uh, retail trust that, you know, after internalization, it sold itself to Blackstone, uh, which you have actually just mentioned during your business yeah. <laughs> business review for about 20% premium to now. So we actually think that uh, I mean, to be honest, uh, right after this vote, we have actually been contacted by actually a number of uh, unit holders and underperforming REITs, and then they have actually asked us to share the experience because they too are looking whether you know its internalization will actually help the REITs that they invest in to actually achieve better performance as well. Uh,
0: yeah, is this actually something for everyone, for all reads to consider? Because if I look at the opinions coming out right now, you've got, for example, uh, one broker, DBS, downgrading some other to fully valued on near-term uncertainties. And then on the other hand, you've got some of the folks saying, hey, this has positive implications for investors. So you've got a bit of a split opinion going on.
1: I mean, to be, to be honest, we love DPS as a bank. but However, we believe that the DPS report is basically very one-sided, factually incorrect, and to be plainly honest, it's actually highly irresponsible. Because I think there are actually a lot of inaccuracies in the report. So, for example, in the report, DPS says that, you know, there will be a potential drop in DPU in 2023 due to higher refinancing costs of Sabana no. I think this is mainly just factually wrong because Sabana's next refinancing only comes in 2025. So technically, there's actually no refinancing in 2023 and 2024. Additionally, 80% of Sabana's loan is actually hedged for the next two years as well. And then I think if we really go back into the REIT history, in the 21 year of REIT history, with more than 10, I think 12, Change of controls of rate managers, the banks have consistently extended the support, their banking support, you know, no changes in loans, no changes in interest rate pages to the new owner of the REIT manager. So technically, you know, nothing really changes. As I think we're already one week past the EGM already. As you can see, Sabana is totally stable. There's not much changes. I mean, this is actually because Must has already set up a very, very strong legal framework, mm-hmm. regulatory framework in order to support internalization. And why do I say this? So basically what has actually happened is that the trustees has basically said that you will start the process of setting up the new manager while the current manager is supposed to hold the fort until the new manager is fully set up, licensed and ready to take over. So technically, there's no vacancy in manager. And secondly, we've also shown you that in the last 21 years history, the banks have consistently extended the loan support. So technically, there's actually, you know, a lot of the things that have been said over the last two months are basically empty threats. And fear <laughs> mongering. So, we are actually all looking towards a stronger and better Sabana re- with higher DPU and higher unit price okay. after disinternization.
0: Now, however, there are some uncertainties that were flagged, and you touched on a couple of them. And there's also the costs, like maybe further EGMs, more administrative procedures. These could be funded from Sabana's assets. This is something that people are worried could erode potential cost savings. So, what's your take on that?
1: I think again, so we've actually backed this up with data and research as well. So the three to five million of projected setup costs that we've come up with, actually this is not plug from thin air, but this is basically based on the setup costs of the last ten REIT managers where they basically IPO on the Singapore market. So this three to five million dollar can be easily paid for uh, using loan. So Sabana has about 300 uh, million of debt. So to have uh, to increase loan by three to five million dollar to set up this manager, basically increases Sabana's leverage from about 32.5 percent to 32.7 percent. And basically, the return is almost 50 percent because once you set up this manager for three to five million dollar, and once it takes over, the manager basically uh, all the profit default tax, which currently only goes to the sponsor of about 2.4 million, is diverted back to to, to unique holders. So basically, you spending 3 to 5 million and you're getting 2.4 million immediately every year so this is basically the game so for example if I can give uh, Sabana is actually doing this 12th Avenue AEI now it's about 20 million and and this will generate about two million dollar of extra rental income. But on the other hand, this internalization, which is cost about three to five million, will already generate two point four million, which actually increases the, the DPU potentially by about seven percent. So this is so so, so I mean this, this is also the reason why unit holders voted so overwhelmingly. Because I think unit holders realize that, hey, if ESR bought this manager for 35 million, hey, this manager is actually
0: worth a lot of money and now all unique holders will fully own the manager themselves. Okay. And Harvard, uh, just to wrap things up, what's going to be next in the process? When, for example, will you be able to expect to confirm if the interim REIT manager will stay on as the next one? That sort of thing. What's the expectations for timelines?
1: I think our target is basically that the new internal manager should basically be in place by the next AGM, which is in April 2024. And in our view, the process of internalization is very, very clear. This is basically a two-step process, which takes about six to seven months. So step one, we should not take more than three months, is basically, firstly, you have to confirm the key management team of the new internal manager. You have to incorporate the new rig management company, and you also have to put in place all the proper risk compliance Operations processes. I mean, this is basically the we are all preparing to apply for the REIT management license with Mask. So I think in this area, you know, there are a lot of law firms who have done like nine, ten, uh, you know, new REIT managers. So these are the service providers which are best placed to help Savannah to navigate this path. And then step two is basically to submit the REIT management license to us. And I think in this area, we basically, uh, we hope that MAS can actually We seek mass support to expedite this process as, you know, basically internalization is a key pillar of investor protection Mm -hmm. and manager accountability in Singapore. And this really improves corporate governance. So... I think unit holders want to support the process. Unit holders want to engage with the trustee, and we hope that the whole process will be completed as soon as possible, preferably by the next April 2024 EGM, so that all unit holders can start enjoying the cost savings, the increase in DPU, and mm. as well as the increase in unit
0: prices. All right. So lots to look forward to when it comes to Sabana Reed We've been joined with Harvard Chu. He is the head of research for Course Capital Asia. Happens to understand what will be happening as the death settles from that move last. Where unit holders voted in favor of ousting the existing external manager and replacing it with an internal one. Howard, thank you so much for your time this morning.
1: Thank you, guys. Have a great week. Thank you.
0: Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg.